I am Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Side Hugs. So normally on Workplace Hugs, we talk about a book, an article, something that's uh, inspired us. On Side Hugs, we want to take a more compact approach and really tackle situations and advice that we wish we had in those situations. So for the first week, we're going to talk about managing a crappy manager and the advice that we wish that we had in those and some examples of our lives in that. Um, and we want to hit it from a much more uh, succinct place. So look for this to be in the 10 minute range. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that. I'll probably just delete that out. So Shannon, when I think of crappy managers, I think of two different types. One that has really bad soft skills. So I think that's one type of crappy manager. I think the other side is one who is actually inept, cannot do their job, and their lack of doing their job really has an impact on you and your team. Yeah. Let's pause on that for a minute. What do you define as their job? I think their job is two things. I think it's their most important piece is making you look good and getting you promoted. And I think if they're not able to make you look good because your team isn't delivering on what's asked of you, then that's that to me is the biggest failure. When I think of myself as a manager, if I'm not helping my team grow and succeed and over deliver on the tasks that we're given as an organization, then I'm failing. I would frame it differently. Let's hear it. So making them look like it's their job to make me look good. I'm in the camp of radical self-responsibility. It is your responsibility to get yourself promoted by the actions that you take. Your manager is there as a coach resource partner. They certainly shouldn't be impeding the process, right? If there's something that they're doing that's actively impeding that process, that's a problem. When I think about a manager's responsibility, I think they need to establish clear vision for the team. And they need to be focused on like developing their team, coming alongside their team as coach to support them in getting those objectives across the line. So put yourself on the flip side. Yeah. You as a leader see that your directive is to set a clear vision. Yes. And then to not impede and to invest in your team. To coach. So how do you define success in that situation? Success is achieving the vision without the added like pressure of like get me promoted you know that just feels very like millennial selfish to be like it's their responsibility to make me look good no it's your responsibility to make you look good fair where i'm saying that is like if we're delivering on our vision and we're investing in the right way then they should be looking good and, and it's my job as a leader to make sure that everybody else is seeing that i guess more so than making them actually be good like you should be good because you want to and those things yes but as a leader you should be the one shining the light so that other people see that you are that good yes i agree with that i, th I think maybe it's changing the order of operations set the vision coach your team so that they can look good not leading with it's my goal for you to look good mm, okay we'll disagree because <laughs> I, I think at the end of the day i want my team to look good okay so we've got both sides i think it's the soft skills and I think there's the inept type of manager. Let's start with soft skills. What would you say is the biggest piece of advice you wish you had? Soft skill wise, focus on what is a nice to have versus a need to have. So maybe you have a style preference, but that won't actually materially change your ability to do your job well. 
try to focus on what you really need to actually do your job well and let the nice to haves fall to the side, especially when you're dealing with a difficult manager. Can you give us an example? Yeah. So I remember having a leader that was just a guy's guy and I wanted him to like me so bad. I wanted to like be friends with him. I wanted to know what was going on in his kids' lives at school. And that was just not his personality whatsoever to talk about really like anything about his life outside of work. And I had to learn to separate that out to say, that's a style preference for me to be Mm -hmm. able to have like a personal relationship to my job. But he was actually a phenomenally strong substance leader. I always had a clear vision. I always had great air cover with him, no matter what was going on in our business. Yeah. And me not knowing about his kids and how they're doing in school wasn't going to impact no. the quality of our job. It would have been nice, but it wasn't critical. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's a need to have versus a want to have. That's a nice to have versus a or need nice to have. have. Sorry, a need to have. Interesting. Okay. So I agree with that one. I think it's interesting because I think we expect certain things because we've either had them before or those are things that we uh, appreciate. And I think it's important to kind of uh, suss those two out and say, well, is this a nice to have? Is this something that I enjoyed with someone else? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that I absolutely require in the role, right? Like knowing what your goal and deliverables are is a need to have. Yes. Knowing what they did yesterday night at home, <laughs> nice to have, and maybe just a weird to have. So uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. I would say the biggest thing for me is I really rely a lot on my leadership for mentorship, for um, challenge to push me to do a better job of both my work and both my growth. And so I always, if I know I'm not going to get that from my direct leader, look for mentorship in other ways from other people um, at different parts of the company or other Um, levels of the company Mm -hmm. to still get that challenge and that push on me personally if I'm not getting it from my leader because I would say it's a hard thing for managers to kind of balance everything right like when you think about it the manager is trying to deliver on their goals which are synonymous with your goals but they may be focused too heavily on like the numbers and so if you're not going to get those soft benefits from them, I would say if you're getting your need to haves, but you're not getting your nice to haves and a need to have for you is that development, then go find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I I think that's an easy one to get somewhere else outside of your own manager. It's Mm -hmm. nice to get it from your manager because you see them all the time and they they interact with you and they see how you do your work. Uh, But if you can't get it from them, I would say find someone else. Yeah. What do you look for when you try to find a mentor to fit that role for you under a crappy manager? Shannon, that is a great question. And I think we'll hit that on a future side hug because I think mentorship is really important and we should make sure to invest the right amount of time into it. I love it. Uh, But really quickly, I think someone you have rapport with and someone that you know will challenge you. So on the flip side, right? So we're saying for the soft skills, really figure out if it's the nice to haves versus the need to haves Mm -hmm. and then also find outside mentorship if you're not getting it from your leader Mm -hmm. on the other side it's you just have a bad manager they're just inept they are not good at what they do in that 
you don't have clear vision and you're not delivering against your goals. Yes. So how do you manage that type of crappy manager? Yes. My first thought here is, again, point the finger to yourself first in laying the foundation for your own work and giving them an opportunity to respond to it. So maybe take a crack at making a proposal for what you think the direction should be and ask for their thoughts, for their opinion. And it doesn't have to be you taking over the leadership role, right? You can just say Mm -hmm. what the direction is for you in your job function, right? And really taking ownership and responsibility for determining your own vision if you're feeling directionless and giving them an opportunity to say, yes, I agree, or no, I don't agree. You are right on. I think the worst leader I ever had, the interaction when it came to work things between us, which was very infrequent, was, hey, leader, my team is thinking about doing this thing. Here is the benefit of doing it. Here's why we're planning to do it. Do you disagree with that? And they would always say, nope, I don't disagree. Good luck. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, cool. You you agreed to it. You validated it. And now I'm just going to go and do it. And I'm not going to let you hold me back. Yeah. What's your tip for just an inept leader? I would say don't play down to their level. Don't let their weakness bring you down. Mm-hmm. So I think we always have this thing inherently in us that when we're playing or working with someone who's better than us, we try to play up. And I think it works in the inverse in that when we work with someone worse than us, we play down to their level. Mm. And I think it's really important when you start to recognize that in yourself to catch yourself before you start slipping and really drop down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great point. I know we're running short on time, though. So with that, we hope you enjoyed the first edition of Workplace Side Hugs. I'm Shannon. Uh, I've been Rami. And we hope you'll join us on Instagram to continue the conversation. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll see you on the interwebs.